welcome to Who is Grace Weekly, Grace Church's weekly podcast. My name is John Tiernan, and I'm excited to be your host as we discuss the I Am Jesus sermon series. Our mission here at Grace is to make and be fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. We hope these conversations help you live out that mission in your everyday life. Today, I'll be doing a deeper dive with Pastor Sarah about her message from Sunday, including some bonus content that didn't make it to her sermon that she's excited to tell you about. We will talk about what it looks like to allow Jesus, the light of the world, to expose our sin in his light, as well as practicing the spiritual discipline of fellowship. We'd love for you to share this podcast with others and to like and subscribe so you get notifications for every episode each week. Let's jump into my conversation with Pastor Sarah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode three of our weekly podcast here at Grace Church. Uh, We are so excited for you to be joining us for this conversation, and I'm so pumped to be here with Pastor Sarah, a good friend of mine and someone I respect and admire so much. Welcome, Sarah. Do you want to say hi to everybody? Hello, everyone. So glad to have you here. I love Pastor Derek dearly, but I got to do the first two weeks with him, and so it's cool that you're here today. (laughs) Well, thank you. Uh, And neither one of us really expected to be doing podcasts. Uh, Probably a few years back, we would have never thought we're doing this, but you're doing a podcast as well right now, a daily podcast called My Chair. Um, What is that about, and, and what do you love about it? Yeah, so my chair at Grace, we have this phrase that we use all the time, right? Find your chair. And it's all about taking your faith from weekly to daily and getting in your chair every day with the Lord and the Word and prayer and those kinds of things. And so for this particular Lenten season and this particular sermon series, we decided to to take that to a podcast. Um, And it's just, it's less than five minutes. It's me kind of reflecting how I would in my chair, thus the name, my chair, uh, and just walking through the reflection, the devotion, the scripture for that day and and closing in a short prayer. So yeah, it's interesting. And like you said, never, never dreamed of like putting my voice out there Yeah, what, what <laughs> in have a we, podcast. What have you enjoyed about doing it? Um, I've enjoyed just, so having written the devotional and then coming back around and being really intentional, um, thinking through it again uh, through another lens of how would I share this with someone if I invited someone into my space and into my chair what would I say to them? How would I how would I process this out loud? And so that's been just been an interesting perspective, and I'm really enjoying thinking about it like that because I'm such a solitary person by nature. And so the idea of bringing someone else into my chair with me is a little intimidating, but also like, oh, there's so much richness when you share with someone else. So it, it almost takes that meaning that much deeper when you get to share it with other people. Yeah, yeah. And I actually learn best when I say things out loud. So even by myself saying them out loud <laughs> yeah, is helpful for me. So I'm, I'm gaining a ton by doing it. Which is like a, like an unintended, uh, shout out to life groups Yeah, of, of when you are sharing these things out loud with other people, it helps you internalize some of this truth even deeper. Mm-hmm. And one of the value, whether it's in a group or just one-on-one, being able to process these things with others is so beneficial. Even when you're sitting alone doing a podcast, you're still getting the benefit of talking through it, which is really cool. Um, I remember watching you um, share about finding your chair during a, kind of a, a, I don't even know what to call it, an experience we had at Grace a few years back. Um, and, and, and when you did that, just talked about how you would read through, I think it was Psalm 19 it or was, 119? Uh, it was a section of 119. Section right. 119. And it was just so eye-opening to say, oh, wow, I can do that too. Like I, I, That's how she finds her chair. That's how she connects with God. It taught me ways that I can connect with God differently. So like on behalf of Grace... Thank you. Thank you for having a heart for God's word and for Christ and for for letting that be so real that it can be that very practical inspiration, especially as we go through the series right now. Yeah. We're so grateful for you. Well, That's awesome. You. 
Um, so we're talking about Jesus being the light of the world. That was what your sermon was all about. Uh, great big idea because Jesus is the light of the world. You don't have to live in darkness. That's good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to ask you before we get into some of the, the sermon, what is a scary moment you've experienced in the dark? Just one. <laughs> well, you can share multiple, <laughs> but I, I want to. I want a good one. I want one that that you like. Remember being shake, shaken, shook by yeah. darkness. Yeah. So I believe I was in high school, later high school, probably. But uh, I'm going to date myself before cell phones, right? Before all of that kind of technology, and I was home alone overnight. Uh, my family had gone somewhere. I don't even remember where. And I remember I was watching TV. It was late. And um, all of a sudden, like, the wind kind of picked up outside. Oh, yeah. And uh, and the lights flickered, and then the cable went out on the TV, and then I heard this huge crash, and then, boom, no power, pitch darkness, and I'm all by myself oh, wow. in the dark. And it was just that moment of, had my dad been home, it, I wouldn't have hesitated. I'd just been like, oh, well, I'm with dad. I'm good. I'm cool. But being alone in the dark and suddenly needing to deal with that uh, before I was a real adult was a very scary moment for me. Like, where are the flashlights? Do I even know? Like, I should go to the basement right now, you know, just trying to process through all of that alone. It was not my favorite night. I'm pretty sure um, I slept in the basement uh, holding my Bible the whole night. <laughs> wow. You just remember the fear yeah. and, the, and the panic of that yeah. moment. Darkness is is uh, a powerful thing. It is yeah. uh it can be terrifying. It can mm-hmm. be you feel so alone and lost yeah. uh when you're in darkness. And so I think it just like thinking about those experiences helps us appreciate what you talked about Sunday, Jesus being the light of the world. We don't have to live in that darkness because Jesus is who he is. So yeah. that's so cool. You did such a great job explaining uh, the significance of him making that statement in the context that he did, that ultimately he was proclaiming that he was the fulfillment of Old Testament Old Testament prophecy, and he was proving that he was the Messiah, the Savior of the world, by making that declaration. And then it got really practical. You, you talked about three ways that Jesus lights up your life. Uh, he illuminates your path. He exposes your sin. He shines through you. And so I loved how personal that became. We take this I am statement from Jesus that he made over 2,000 years ago, and all of a sudden, this becomes really relevant to our everyday life when we realize uh, that he does these three things. And then you like drop this bomb of a question on us at the very end of the sermon. You asked, what is keeping you in the dark? Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah. I, there's just something with that that I, I, I need to sit with longer. Um, but I want to ask you, if you're willing, to share just personally, when you think of that question, what is keeping you, Pastor Sarah, Sarah Burt? Uh, in the dark, where are you tempted to hide or or resist g- what Jesus wants to shine light on and illuminate in you, uh, whatever that might look like? What comes to mind? Yeah, I think it's, I actually think it goes back to that story I just shared um, about being afraid in the dark. And so whatever the darkness that we encounter in life, be it um, the fear of losing someone that you love be it the fear of uh, not having enough, be it the fear of, you know, COVID wrecking plans for X, Y, or Z, whatever like that fear is. For me, I see that as I'm like looking away from light and I'm looking at this darkness of this fear. And I actually have a note card that I keep uh, in the space where my chair is that, that says, do not be afraid because that's referenced like 365 times in the Bible, I believe. 
some form of that phrase, do not be afraid. And so under that, I have the question, what if I wasn't afraid anymore? And as working through this sermon content and just recognizing that I, I, I stare at my fears, I look at them, I spend a lot of time there, and that is keeping my eyes off of light um, and truth and all the good things that he has for me, right? Like Psalm 23 talks about like walking through the valley of the shadow of death, but not fearing because he's with you. And so it's knowing that on all sides, on all sides, there are things to fear. There is darkness to be afraid of, but I just have to fall. I just have to fix my eyes and follow, follow my shepherd, follow the light of the world. Um, And he's going to lead me through all of those things. Not like skipping and jumping and hopping necessarily. (laughs) (laughs) It can be a hard trek, uh, but he's not going to let me fall down. And so, yeah, I'm I'm afraid of myself. I've got insecurities and weaknesses in me um, that that terrify me. I'm afraid of. Well, recently had a you know family member very ill. I'm afraid of things like that. Like. You name it, John, I wrestle with it. <laughs> yeah. You feel that fear on a, on a deep personal level. Yeah. And you also feel that invitation from Christ to say, like, trust me with that. Absolutely. Like, I, I want to shine light there. Yeah. I want to expose that fear for what it is. It's based on the darkness, not on me. Uh, and trust me with it. It's a beautiful invitation. But like you said, it's not easy. And I think sometimes we, at least from for, for me growing up in the church, I think I've had a faulty view of what it looks like to trust God with fear, uh, or, or, or to maybe just to trust God in general, that it, that it means the absence of fear. Like, if you really trust God, you won't be afraid ever. You just, because you know God, but it doesn't feel like that's the actual journey of following Jesus. Like, that fear is real and will always be part of our life this side of heaven. But like you're saying, when God shines his light on it, he's inviting us to say, hey, there, there's your newest fear, there's your next fear, there's that fear that keeps coming back up. Will you trust me with that today? Yeah. Yeah, I almost feel like like our bodies betray us with fear, right? Because fear is physical. Like we feel it. Mm-hmm. Like we feel, I don't know how to describe it. I'm sure somebody could. <laughs> but we feel the physical presence of it when it's, when it's poignant. And yet what it means to fix my eyes on Jesus and follow the light is that like I choose. I choose in this feeling and this emotion that's overwhelming me. I choose truth. I'm going to choose you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak the words of scripture, I'm going to cling. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. Let me get one level. Pl- <laughs> I think there's people listening right now, including myself who feel that physical fear that you're describing. Okay. So they're, they're like you mentioned, they, they hear about a loved one who's sick, uh, COVID or otherwise, and they feel fear. They think about uh, something's going on with their kids at school. They feel fear. They're worried about losing their job. They feel fear, whatever it might be. There's fear when that hits you. And it just kind of, it's a twinge of that fear. How do you, like in the moment, in, in everyday life, you're, you're going through your day. It's not just the chair time. It's now like middle of your work day, middle of dinner, whatever. You get the phone call. What does that look like for you to to go to God, to, to re-center on truth uh, in those moments? Yeah. So a, a friend of ours, another pastor here, Pastor Scott, taught me years ago or I had heard of it before, but someone actively doing it taught me about breath praying. Mm. Um, and so that is something I've been using for several years then. And um, just recently in my life, the there are three things that I use um, as I'm breathing just to get my eyes fixed on Jesus and and 
kind of surrender that emotion. Um, and so I say, Jesus, I belong to you. Emmanuel, you are with me. And Yahweh, you are greater. And just doing that as I start to slow down my breathing, um, it's helped me go to sleep at night. It's helped me walk in, sit down, record a podcast when I'm afraid. All yeah. And so it, literally in the moment, that is what I am doing. So you're taking you're like a, like a just an intentional deep breath. Yep, a deep inhale, Jesus. A slow exhale, I belong to you. Yeah. Wow. And what were the other two again? Emmanuel, you are with me. Yahweh, you are greater. Wow. So and you might say I'm once each. You might say I'm a few times each. Oh, it's generally m- multiple times. Yeah. Each. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that. I yeah. I think in our world right now, I'm very aware of like our the pace at which we live. You know, I've heard some different people teach on that recently, uh, our connectedness and how our brains are just kind of constantly going. And so we are vulnerable to fear and anxiety in a very powerful way. And yet there's things that we can do like that, that use the body God's given us to help us get our brain back attuned to to the truth of God. So just hearing that as like a practical way for people to combat fear uh, is really helpful. So thank you. That's awesome. Um, so we, we all loved your sermon. It was it was so cool. Uh, but I love this part of our our this podcast is we're calling it like the cutting room floor. Like what didn't make it to the sermon that you would love for people to hear about? What what's that bonus content that you'd love to share? Um, what's that for you? Yeah, that's such a good question. And I actually loved listening to Derek answer that question because he has way more experience <laughs> than any of us in in the preaching and things. And so yeah. I think the first episode you guys did, he said something like he usually has double the content and he has to cut half. I was like, uh, I definitely have some learning and growing to do before I have too, that much more, yeah. right? Yep. But uh, for me, not having preached a ton of sermons, I feel like I come into every one like somewhere like on empty in terms of like, knowledge and understanding, maybe not entirely empty, but like if we're thinking about it, like a glass that I need to fill up in order to feel confident to preach, um, then I feel like my glass is just barely full. And so I, I spend so much time digging into everything that I can find, reading the passage multiple times myself, you know, asking God to speak and then researching other people. So I feel like I spend, I have a ton of stuff at the beginning that I have discovered and learned and written down and highlighted and copied and all the things, right? So the research side of it for me, I feel is really heavy just because I feel my lack in in that area. And so a and ton I, well, of- And I also wanna say it's because it's, it's a passion of yours. Like, oh yeah, I also- love studying. I a, yes, I am a geek. We'll go ahead I and just say that. that way. <laughs> you said that. I, you love research, you love learning. I, I think that's really cool. I do, I do. So there's a ton of that that then ends up never making it into a first draft of a manuscript or anything. You know, yeah. it's kind of like you have all of this material and then and then asking God to help you find a way through some cohesive uh, big points or big learnings. And often they're things that he, um, coincidentally, is also teaching, you know, me and my heart. And so these things will come to the surface like, oh, my goodness, yeah, this is... A lot of conviction for me too. So, but for this particular one, um, the extras just the the theme of light runs through the whole of scripture, right? So, at the very beginning of creation, that's the first thing God says is, "Let there be light," and there is, and it's good, yeah. right? 
Um, and then from there, through the whole of the Old Testament and through the New Testament, there's just this recurring theme of light, which, I mean, I don't know. Anyway, there's just this whole theme of light through the entire Bible. And so if you just found every single verse and passage and thing that made reference to light, there's so much to that. There's so much Old Testament. You're just like, oh, 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 that makes you say, wow, then Jesus says, I am the light. It means all of this. I couldn't reference all of those in my sermon, right? So I don't know how many Old Testament things that I wrote down um, and then just choosing a couple to pull out in the sermon to highlight. Um, And for me, I love the Old Testament because of that, because you will find so much when you start to dig that shows you just that much more who Jesus is and who he came to be. So, And and as you did, you gave us a glimpse of that in your message of helping us appreciate him making this statement. Like, we'll we'll take it at face value. Awesome. Like, Jesus is the light of the world. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. He brings light to darkness. Cool. But when you have that, that Old Testament backdrop, it's like, whoa, he wasn't just using a practical, relatable example, he was connecting it to these Old Testament themes. So I think you yes. like you kind of opened the door there, but it's cool that yeah. there's much more to study. Even just looking up the word light in the Old Testament um, kind of opens the door to like greater appreciate the significance of Jesus being the light of the world. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're doing this daily devotional we talked about. That's what your mm-hmm. podcast is based on. Uh, we'd love for you to check it out if you haven't yet. Um, for those who uh, want to download the reading plan for that, go to whoisgrace.com forward slash I am Jesus, and you'll see what to read each day, some things to reflect on, a simple prayer to pray. And part of that uh, is a spiritual discipline challenge. So the two disciplines that we're challenging people to engage with are solitude and fellowship, which are kind of like opposites, right? Yeah. Intentionally get alone, intentionally be with people. Yeah. Um, And I got to talk to Pastor Derek last week about solitude. I'd love to talk to you about fellowship. How are you practicing the discipline of fellowship, and how has that helped you follow Jesus? Yeah. Uh, so I said earlier, I'm more of a solitary creature, right? And so this one takes more intentionality on my part. Um, and But yet I also think that each of us is so uh, created to need fellowship, yeah. even if we are more introverted or however you want to describe it, right? Absolutely. So years ago, when I first started coming to Grace, I recognized uh, the absence of fellowship, the absence of having people around me in my life who love Jesus and were like honestly pursuing him Mm. and not just checking a box on a weekly basis. And so praise God, uh, got connected to some other, at that time we were women in our 20s, uh, got connected to some other women in our 20s who remain really uh, good, close friends in the fellowship of you know the church to this day. And, and that so opened my eyes to how thirsty I was for that, that I knew that I could never I could never go back to just being, I joke about like living alone in a cabin on a mountain somewhere in the woods. <laughs> But I know that I absolutely could not. Like, there is a thirst for for fellowship in my life. And so uh, through the years, that's consistently looked like life group, whether I've been leading it or just been a part of it, always um, part of a life group, uh, particularly with women, just needing to connect with other women on that kind of level. And my favorite fellowship, honestly, with other women is when it's multi-generational. Wow. Um, so got older than me, my age and younger than me and and bringing that there's so much to be learned by people walking through different stages and times in life. Uh, particularly in this season, and I'm going to say this season as in the year of COVID that we have been living. Yep. <laughs> 
is challenging, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that that's why we wanted to particularly highlight these two disciplines in this book is because some need to redo, redeem solitude, even though they're spending a lot of time alone, but some of us need to be more intentional about fellowship. And so the beginning of COVID, um, it was pretty easy for me to just be like, okay, I'm just home. It's me. Right. And then as it started, we started to realize like, no, this is going to be, this is going to be a while. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, okay. So starting to ask the Lord, like, what does it look like for me? How do I connect? And so throughout the time, there have been people that I have, um, we've been connecting on a weekly basis or a monthly basis via Zoom or Facebook Messenger or... Are these groups of people or individuals? Individuals and groups. Yeah. So individuals, you know, being intentional about connecting with them. There's a couple of ladies um, that I meet with on a probably monthly basis at this point. Um, and then I started a life group, a virtual life group. And if you had told me 10 years ago that I would be like doing a podcast, leading a virtual life group, preaching a sermon, I would have just like walked away and been like, you're crazy. Yeah, <laughs> All of these things that are just so outside my comfort zone, but decided to do the virtual life group thing. So I meet with a few women early in the morning. We get up at like 630 in the morning on Wednesdays, and we are connecting in the Word of God together and praying for one another, and uh, it is good. It is good. And I have found, for me personally, morning is the best time for me to do that with technology. I can meet with people, like, face-to-face any time of the day, but you throw in that, like, computer aspect, and it's really hard for me to, to do that at night. Yeah. Um, and so I'm thankful that there are others who are willing to join me in the morning. But I just think that that speaks to we need fellowship. We've got to be intentional about figuring out how it fills us up, how we're going to find that even in these kinds of seasons. Yeah, we, we drift towards isolation always, and especially yeah. right now, and, and recognizing God's intended purpose to bring encouragement, refreshment, renewal, accountability, deeper Meaning and some of these, just like we talked about earlier, just discussing these things out loud allows God to internalize truth in a really unique, powerful way. So if you're looking for a fellowship, if, if you're looking for that, whether it's connecting with someone individually, you know, make time for that this week uh, or find a life group, whosgrace.com forward slash life groups. We would love to help you connect to a group and, and find that fellowship in this season. That'd be awesome. Wow, I love that we got to have this conversation. Such such a pleasure to be with you. Thank you all for joining us and and being part of it. Uh, We'd love for you to check out Pastor Sarah's podcast, uh, her daily podcast called My Chair. You you search that on Spotify uh, or on Apple Podcasts. Um, And follow along with the I Am Jesus daily devotional. You can find that at whoisgrace.com forward slash I Am Jesus. Uh, And we hope this conversation encouraged you. If it did, please leave a review or a comment to let us know that and, and let other people know that and share it. Share it with someone in your life that you think uh, would benefit from it. Like and subscribe so you get notifications about the episodes each week. And for more information about Grace Church in Erie, PA, visit whoisgrace.com. We'd love for you to to connect with us um, and and be part of our our church family in some way. Uh, Until next time, keep following Jesus, the light of the world.